You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about uh, treatment of nasal problems, respiratory problems. Uh, they comprise allergies, respiratory infections, also exposure to environmental pollutants. So they all assail our nasal passages, our throat, our lungs. Uh, and there's some ways to ameliorate these problems. With me today, uh, Nathan Jones, uh, Nate CEO and founder of Clear Inc. X L E A R, uh, and Nate, can you can you make a case for using these products not just when you're in trouble, but as part of a daily maintenance program? Because you know, we talk, you know, hygiene. You know, we take showers, we wash our hair, uh, we brush our teeth religiously, uh, but we don't really pay that much attention to nasal hygiene, do we? We don't, and I think it's I do think it's a travesty. I think that our public health officials should be out there talking about that. And I think that our public health officials should be out there talking about hygiene in general, much, much more than they did. I mean, this is actually something that I'm, I'm in the process of drafting a white paper on, I guess. But if you go back from, let's say, 1875 to 1975, I would, I would wager a fair amount of money that in that 100 years, there was more advancements made into the health and the improvement of health of the human population than any other hundred year period in the history of mankind. Hmm. That's an interesting and perspective the reason, because we tend to think of, you know, that, that we're vanquishing disease because of our uh, remarkable new medications, you know, the so-called magic bullet drugs that uh, began with sulfur drugs but, and penicillin but hang on. and things like but that. Those, but, those are, but those are after you're sick yeah. drugs to make you better. I'm talking about before you get sick. And, and clearly, okay, we, we turned the corner on many uh, infectious diseases that used to be the scourge of, uh, you know, very congested, crowded cities uh, by introducing modern sanitation. It used to be, you know, water would be collected in cisterns uh, that were polluted and, and, you know, causing cholera and all kinds of horrible typhus and epidemics. And as you mentioned, the, sort of the 19th century brought about some real uh, amazing innovations yes. in, in public health. I think I think that the the public health that that one century right there is when public health really stood out and and actually improved the level of health of the human race. I mean, exactly what you just said. They improved our water supply. They got us fresh drinking water. 
um, and they increased for refrigeration. So our food didn't spoil. So we weren't eating bad food. And the other thing is, is obviously they, we put in sewer systems. So we're taking the sewage away and, and treating it at someplace else before we put it back out and dump it in the rivers. But the other thing that was also happening is people started talking about washing their hands. You had Semmelweis, you had Sarah Jo Baker, you had all of these people coming out there and getting people to wash their hands. And you also had dental hygienists come into practice because before dental hygienists, the dentists didn't really talk about hygiene. You wanted to see the dentist, the dentist pulled your tooth out. That was pretty much the extent of it. Right. And, you know, that's really what it was. Pull them all out and put some dentures in. Right. But that's what if, they did. But if hygienists. offend thee, pluck it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if, but, but when the hygienists started coming in and teaching people, hey, brush your teeth, use the toothpaste. You know, when they came out with the fluoride toothpaste, use fluoride toothpaste because it, it's, it's 20% better than what uh, non fluoride toothpaste is. And, but for a hundred years, public health was out there really doing a good job of getting at the forefront, educating people about simple things that they could do to stay healthy. And it was, and it was 19, I want to say 1975 to 1985 when that started to change. Mm. And, and it's a crying shame that it did, but they're not going into schools anymore and teaching kids how to brush their teeth. They're not teaching kids how to, uh, you know, proper hygiene methods. They're not teaching kids the good food to eat. They're putting, and you know, I'm going to, you know, they're putting Mountain Dew and soda and junk food in the cafeterias and feeding it to us mm -hmm. and our children. So I think that public health really has, has taken to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth backseat toward the end of the bus. Mm -hmm. And it's the corporations and the drug companies that are out there pushing what's, what's being fed to them now. Right. I think we're also seeing this with the COVID uh, pandemic is that uh, we looked for uh, complex, high tech solutions uh, without enough emphasis on the terrain. In other words, uh, building resilience uh, so that uh, individuals were less susceptible to the adverse effects of COVID when we know that certain risk factors predispose people to serious outcomes and death. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. And, you know, and I've, I've talked to you about this before, too, but it's insane that our public health, that, that, you know, our government actually put so much focus and so much money, in fact, 100% of their focus and the vast majority of their money um, went into pharmaceutical solutions. But if you look through history, in the, in the course of human history, there has never, ever been an epidemic or a pandemic that has ever been solved by a pharmaceutical intervention. None. Every single one that has been solved by human intervention, it has been solved through hygiene and sanitation measures. Mm -hmm. And through the but, natural process of acquisition of immunity and the process well, by which that, viruses that, tend to cycle in and out, you know, they tend to attenuate over time and, uh, you know, well, become less. That's, that's why I put in the, the human intervention, any of them that were right. solved by human intervention. Right. But most of them, most, most of them are actually solved by exactly what you just said. They're solved because our body learns to adapt and, and vanquish it. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're obviously misplaced priorities. Uh, to, as I mentioned in, in part one, I wanted you to take us through the product range because I think, uh, you know, when there's like one single product, you know, KISS principle, keep it simple and stupid, 
uh, but you actually have a product range when it comes to these respiratory products. So you got regular clear. And then uh, when people have allergies or more serious problems, you take it up a notch. And then there's like a real, the bomb for people with really serious problems. So explain that. Correct. So the regular clear is what we started with. And, you know, you'll see that on the, on the shelf. It, well, I guess, I don't know how to describe it. It comes in a box. They all come in a box. But, and that's one, it's a hygiene tool. And just like you mentioned, use it once in the morning, use it in the evening, put it with your toothbrush. When you brush your teeth, wash your nose. They're both gateway microbiomes that you got to work to help support. Um, you know, we want you to support the microbiome in your mouth. We want you to support the microbiome in your nose and clean out um, pathogens. That's what those products are geared to do. Um, if you know that you have uh, seasonal allergies, like every spring you're allergic to pollen or in the fall, we actually have one that has capsaicin, which is kind of a low-grade low um, natural antihistamine. And, and we don't know that it's going to take everybody off all of the antihistamines and the decongestants and the mm -hmm. steroids that, that they're using. But our goal is to reduce the amount and hopefully get you off. Okay. But our goal is to reduce the amount. And that's the Clear Max product. And then we have one, um, and I've mentioned this before on your, on your show, but, but we have one that has, it has oregano, tea tree, eucalyptus, palearco. And that's because I've been sick once in, gosh, once since, 20, once since 2000. Wow. And the time that I got sick, um, I went to the doctor and he gave me some antibiotics. And I said, well, why am I taking these antibiotics? It's systemic. I got a, a sinus infection. And he goes, I don't know, because that's what we do. So I actually, and don't ever do this because there's actually, could have gone really bad. <clears throat> but I actually took one of them and put it in my, in my bottle of clear and squirted up my nose. But within a couple of hours, my sinus infection was gone. And I, we went and looked into it, and that's when we started looking and saying, yeah, you probably don't want to put amoxicillin up your nose. That is not good. Do not right. do that. I'm telling people not to because right. there's some bad things Although, that could have happened. Know, sometimes innovative ear, nose, and throat doctors will put antibiotics and antifungals into uh, nasal uh, sprays or, you know, sometimes nebulized formulas, you know, that go up the nasal passages. But that's, you know professional correct but, but don't follow don't, don't try this and i'm going to tell you follow yeah. yeah follow what they say right not what i say because right. there there is some bad things that can happen there's some some things that i accidentally did that actually made it okay okay but i accidentally did them okay um but that one has so when you have an overgrowth of bacteria or fungus or something in your nose that's the one that I would recommend you use because that'll actually help clean all that out a lot better and a lot but faster. That's the herbal than the combination one. with the antimicrobial. Yes, and that's herbs. called and that's called rescue. Rescue because it's meant to rescue you from from something. You so know, it's called clear rescue, uh, bugging you. Right. Yeah. So that so that's a good thing to kind of keep on hand because you know by the time you go to the store or order it online, you know maybe too late. So you want to just have that as a backup plan. Yep, that's what I have. And then is there not one that is that actually contains some, is it oxymetazolone, which is a little bit like a, an over-the-counter decongestant? Is, that, is there not a fourth one or am I mistaken? Yeah, we have one because what we're trying to do is get people, like I said, off of the pharmaceuticals. So we're actually now starting to add xylitol and the GSE. And we're going to move down the line of putting it and and combining it with the most commonly used drugs that people spray up their nose. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to actually get people to switch over to using 
hygiene tools to prevent the need for these other drugs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's but when you're starting, you need that. Yeah, so it, it's sort of like uh, uh, trainer wheels to get to reduce your dependency on uh, like nasal steroids or medications like that, which which work, but you know, long time use can cause side effects and dependency. Correct, and that's what we're trying to get rid of. It's it, these are off ramp drugs, not for chronic uh, use. So, okay, so basically you've outlined four products. The information is available at uh, clear.com, correct? Yep, xlear.com. And, and I please, and I want to invite all of the people that hear this to, to go to our website where there's a whole bunch of studies listed on there that you can read through because I want you to read it for yourself. I want them to know and understand all of the science behind why these products work and why it's important to wash your nose out. Is is the FTC getting in your way of communicating factual information to the public? Is it, do they want you to take that down? Uh, they requested it, and we told them no. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, you could very easily have, uh, uh, you know, taken it down to fight another day. You know, discretion is a better part of valor sometimes, and I think uh, an individual who's less committed to uh, bringing – uh, valuable health information to the public would have said, hey, you know, this is a government. They've got unlimited resources. Uh, they can bleed us dry. Uh, how is it that you became a champion for, uh, in effect, the whole uh, natural product industry to to really fight the establishment for the right to share truthful information? Well, I think everybody should. Uh, it's just that I think that our government is censoring people and the threat of censoring um, a lot of times is, is enough to do it. It's not cheap. I mean, it's costing millions of dollars to fight them. Uh, every time you turn around, they're like, well, you got to do this and this. And I mean, they're asking all kinds of pointless questions that take hours and hours of, of paying lawyers and people right. to go through all these things. And there's nothing. Yeah. They, they, their, their strategy, I think is like a strategy of attrition. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They are hoping that, in the long game, uh, you know, the uh, NATO allies and Americans will just give up and say, you know, enough. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't plan on giving up because it's not in my nature. Um, you know, I come from a family of, you know, my dad, when he was a physician, he took on the establishment and it took years and he won. My stepfather took on the government and fought them. For years and he won so uh you know i figure it's my turn now and by the way your dad has a new book and we've booked him for later this summer uh give us a preview of, of that book presumably you had a hand in uh helping to shape that outcome well uh i'd rather let him do it okay but what's the because name he's, of the he's actually writing he's actually writing a couple of them okay and i'm not sure which one he has finished and is ready to go okay well uh, maybe you're not even apprised of it, but he does have a new book. It's being sent. I haven't read the draft, but presumably it's on the theme of natural health and, you know, may include references to his work with xylitol. Uh, okay. And he is the tender age of? 86, I want to say. And he's writing books, multiple books, yeah. not just one book. Yes, he's writing multiple books. 
he's quite a guy. <laughs> Good for him. So, well, so there's, you know, there, there's hope for me at the, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a youth, a mere youth compared to him. Uh, good well, stuff. I feel okay. like I feel like I should write a book at some point, and the fact that I haven't written one yet makes me feel bad when I see him writing a couple. Yeah, he puts you to shame. Well, you you'll have a lot to write about about uh, you know your discoveries around uh, natural health, uh, as well as your travails in pushing back against government incursions. But that tale has not yet ended, so maybe. You should hold it until the outcome is is clear. Um, well, we'll keep fighting. Yeah, well, good stuff. Uh, all right, let's just focus a little bit on on dental health because we, you know, we've been talking about respiratory health. Um, there's a full line of clear products under the Spry brand, right? So, what's going on with that? Yes. Well, so the big body of science behind xylitol and how it helps modulate the micro the the microbiome actually started in the late 60s with dentists looking at how it changed the microbiome from from bacteria that create acid to bacteria that don't create acid in your mouth. And it's that strep mutans bacteria that, that creates most of the acid that causes tooth decay. And so there's 50 years worth of data showing that if you use xylitol a couple times a day, you don't get tooth decay. But when they were collecting the data for those studies, what they saw also is that just by chewing gum with xylitol, these kids were getting 42% fewer respiratory infections. And that's what my dad read hmm. that got him to think about putting it into a nasal spray and spraying it directly up into the nose. And explain why the gum could help respiratory infections. You know, it's in the, it's in the mouth, not in the nose. So how does that work? Because it's all, it's all connected. Okay. Because ear infections actually start in the uh, eustachian tube. Which, which is at the lower the part. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's where I, I think it goes in like in the mouth and the nose where they all meet together. Well, you, you as a diver know that when, you know, when you're going down, you equalize pressure by squeezing your nose and then you, you sort of breathe out and it pops your ears. So, you know, people experience that yeah. when they go up on the mountains, and you know, they need to pop their ears or when they're in a plane. So there's a communication yeah. between the nasal passages and the ears. Yes. So, but the, and so we just have toothpaste, we have mouthwash, we have chewing gum, we have mints, we have candy. Um, we have a couple of other products. All of these and products for people that have dry mouth issues. Um, all of these are made so that it helps change the microbiome, helps your mouth get a healthy microbiome, and gets rid of the bacteria that cause tooth decay. We also have a new ingredient that we just started putting in about a year ago called trimetophosphate. Hmm. And there's a number of studies. And again, these studies are on our webpage. Just go there and look at them and read them for yourself. But these were studies where they actually compared it to fluoride. And using this trimetophosphate, you could actually make the teeth, the enamel of the teeth, 36% stronger. Right. And also much stronger to a much deeper level than what fluoride alone would do. Is, is it a cement-like product? Because it, it has a little bit that name. The name has a connotation like it may be a, like a cement-type Product. Well, it's I, you know, I'm I probably should look into that. I know that it's a uh, it's trimetaphosphate, and it's okay. you know, so it's phosphate, and it has calcium. It takes the calcium, and we actually have to anonize, which I mean, just means you make it into super super tiny particle size, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you do that, and so it actually allows the remineralization of the enamel to a much deeper level because you're taking it 
into a smaller level and it's going in through gosh, I can't remember the name of the tubes. The, the, there's little tiny microscopic yeah, yeah, tubules in your tubules. enamel. Right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so it's actually allowing it to go further into those and crystallize and make your teeth stronger. And that's in the gum, or is that a special separate product? That's just in our toothpaste right now. Oh, the toothpaste. Okay. So, yeah, by the yeah. way, I, I use your toothpaste all the time. I chew your gum. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a little impolite, but I'm a gum chewer. What can I tell you? Um, well, it's good. Yeah. But so, but the other thing about it is that the trimetaphosphate are the biggest people, or I should say the biggest people that are raving about it are actually the people with sensitive teeth. Oh. Because it is remineralizing that enamel so they don't have the sensitive teeth issue anymore. Wow. We were, we were not looking at it as a sensitive teeth toothpaste, but... Um, you know, within three months of us putting it out there on the market, we were, I don't want to say flooded, right? but we had a bunch of people calling in and saying, hey, this toothpaste has cleared up my sensitivity. I don't have my sensitive teeth anymore. And, and that's uh, all the spry toothpaste now contains that ingredient, or is it just a certain of the spry toothpaste? I, I, believe, I believe that all of them do. Okay. Okay. I believe so they the do. That's the new iteration of spry. All right. And yeah. you know, for people who are saying, we're going to get a hold of the stuff, you actually have pretty good penetration into some of the big retailers, Walgreens, well, CVS. With, with, with Spry, with yep. Spry, we're just in the natural retailer still oh, and yeah. Publix. Okay, so I'm sorry. And, I'm reading, and I want to say Wegmans. I, I, the, yeah. so Spry is available at Wegmans, the vitamin shops, Sprouts, Farmer's Markets, Natural Grocers, uh, Natural Market Retailers, yep. and then online on Amazon. Obviously, Amazon. Obviously, you can order directly from clear, xlear.com. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, I'm going to let you go because you're, uh, touring around in the badlands of North Dakota and your daughter's South, South Dakota, South Dakota, sorry. Uh, and you're with your daughters and they've been very good because they're not nudging you. I, oh no, they're out playing in the forest. They're out playing. Okay. Well, you know, before it gets too dark out there and the uh, grizzlies come out or whatever, uh, <laughs> maybe you should look after them. <laughs> okay. Hopefully they left a trail well, of works. breadcrumbs. Well, you know, we do. Good stuff. We, we leave breadcrumbs everywhere we go. You got free range kids. Uh, Nate, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, I wish you all the best in your uh, challenge to – uh, the overreach of the federal government, specifically the Federal Trade Commission, because uh, and, and I think that this is really a trend. I think there's there's a lot of pushback. I'm reading about all kinds of pushback by a lot of industries who are saying, hey, wait a minute. Uh, this is America. This is the land of free enterprise. And yes, the FTC should bust people who are you know making very harmful claims or bilking people of money. Uh, there is a role for the FTC, but not... Uh, to police truthful health claims, as you put out. So yeah. I really support your efforts, and I want our audience to be aware of them. Uh, XLEAR.com for more information. Anything to add? Just, uh, you know, stay healthy and uh, get out and enjoy the world. Indeed. Enjoy your summer. We'll be talking to your dad soon about his new book. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.